Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it's June 18th, it's 2019, and we have 15 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. For the second straight day, I'm joined by my buddy, Genifero7. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. I had a whole bunch of Duffy and then realized I was going to lose everything if I didn't just swap over to Lucchese on Yahoo and save me from losing some money to actually winning some. So I've I've been happier, but I've definitely been angrier in my life. It's always nice when you make those moves. Um, when you know you're having, you're not, you're down, and you got to do something, and you know Duffy's going to be popular. You know, it's always good to just make the move. Uh, I'm going to make one. I'm going to lose money anyway, so I'm going to just try this and see what happens. Um, I've done that many times, and many times it has not worked out. Um, but yeah, anyway. Um, if you guys have not checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there, check them out. It's fantasydraft.com. Sign up to. The Roto-Grinders links, that way you get access to any cool promos that we run with them. Plus, you'll get three months of Roto-Grinders premium on for, for Fantasy Draft once you make your first deposit over there. So, if you haven't checked them out, make sure you check them out. Um, we got 15 games to talk about, so we're just going to jump right in. There's a lot to talk about here. We start with Detroit at Pittsburgh. Daniel Norris, Mitch Keller, 8.5 total. Keller's a 152 favorite. Any interest here in Daniel Norris? Nope. Uh, Norris isn't great. Pittsburgh has been weak against lefties all season long, but they haven't been a great upside team versus lefties. So Norris is just an out for me. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass as well. Um, I, I do like left-handed pitchers against Pittsburgh, but he's just not good enough. <laughs> it's yeah. as simple as that. Um, Mitch Keller on the other side of this game. Everything we've saw seen so, so far from this young kid is he struggled. So. I think I'm going to pass on the pitchers in this game. And I'll be honest, this game being in Pittsburgh, it's just one of those games that I don't feel like I have to play. I mean, Keller is a guy that I have a lot of interest in. He obviously had his first start where he had a ridiculous uh, strikeout rate. Four innings had seven Ks. Struggled a little bit, but that was against Atlanta. It was hot weather over there. Uh, So young guy has some definite downside. But he does have some upside going up against this Detroit team. I mean, looking at the numbers versus righties, not great. 300 Woba, 150 ISO, but 27% projected K rate here. And they're not going to be, they're not going to have a DH, which makes them even worse. So honestly, Keller, if he shows what he showed in the minors, then he could potentially be one of the higher scoring guys on the slate. And we're struggling to find some cheaper guys. So 6,900. I, I definitely have some interest in him in GBPs. Yeah, the more I look at it, I guess the more I have a little interest as well. Um, you, you mentioned a good point there. They're going to lose their DH. That's uh, definitely something to note. Um, you know, 30.2% strikeout rate, 11.8% swing and strike rate in AAA this season, uh, and 11 starts. Number two prospect in the Pittsburgh organization just in general. Really good curveball, really good fastball. I, I guess I have a little bit more interest than I initially had thought. Um, you know, the $6,900 price tag makes him really cheap. So, yeah, I, was, I, I, I could see some upside here. Um, he just has not been able to get anybody out. He's given up 12 earned runs, 
on 17 hits in his first two starts, but this is his first home game too. So we'll have to kind of see um, what it looks like, but I guess I don't hate Mitch Keller as much as I originally did. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. It could go terribly wrong still. <laughs> For sure. He's young. Um, Detroit hitters. What are you doing here with Detroit hitters? I mean, I don't I have a 3.85 implied team total. Pittsburgh's not a good ballpark. Again, they're losing the DH. I don't really have much interest in probably any bats over in Detroit. I mean, Keller, he could get into some trouble, but there's not great bats there. I mean, Castellanos would be the only guy just because he's 3,800, and he could potentially do some damage there. But outside of him, I don't really have any interest in Detroit bats. Yeah, the more I think about it, the more like I don't like the bats either, so maybe Keller is more in play. Um Jacoby Jones, maybe batting leadoff on the road. Um, but yeah, I, I don't love it. Um, the other side of this game, the Pittsburgh side, not a team that's great against left handed pitching. Uh, one dude that has been really good this season against lefties has been Josh Bell, kind of a switch hitter, strikes out a little bit more um, against left handed pitching, but still has the power. You know, you're just paying a ridiculous price. Um, Reynolds has been okay against lefties. Anybody else? Uh, no, I, I'm just crossing Pittsburgh off It's in Pittsburgh. Norris is bad and the Detroit bullpen's bad, but they're not bad enough to really have me consider this lackluster Pittsburgh lineup versus lefties. But um, maybe if Gung makes the lineup, I think he's still super cheap and potentially if he gets a decent lineup spot, you can use him at just 3,100 for some savings. If you want to try and get Verlander. Man, look at the pricing on Pittsburgh today. Bell is 54, Marte is 54, Reynolds is 48, Newman's 45. Like, they're all priced ridiculous. Um, probably not going to pull the trigger on any Pittsburgh bats at these price tags. Uh, I just think it's too high. Philadelphia at Washington. Uh, you know, maybe potentially rain again. Who knows? Jake Arietta, Patrick Corbin, pick them game. Um, no interest in Arietta, just like yesterday, right? Yep. Uh, Corbin, we like his price. I uh, we think he has some upside at this price. Um, nothing's really changed from yesterday. Yeah, I think it's a slightly better hitting weather, so maybe a little bit of a downtick here with Corbin, but he still definitely has some upside, and um, I'll definitely use a little bit of him. Eighty two hundred. He's kind of in a weird range where there's he's got the upside of everyone in this price range, and there's not six point nine. There's not many high six mid seven guys that you can really look at. So if you can't get up to the guys in the high eights, low nine range, then Corbin's a great way to go. If you, um, if the weather holds up. Yeah. Who knows the weather? I, I played Matt Adams in cash and obviously it didn't work out, but I was like looking up people that were at the game and like, it wasn't raining and like, I, I don't know. But anyway, um, the Philadelphia bats, anybody standing out to you against Corbin? Uh, I mean, Guys that hit the ball hard, righties that hit the ball hard. Uh, Real Muto was in the lineup today. I'm assuming he's going to be back tomorrow. So Hoskins, Kingry, Segura, and Real Muto would be the four guys to look at. He has been struggling, like I said last night, against hard-hitting righties. And Philly definitely has a few of them. So it would be Hoskins and Real Muto, two guys that I go with first. But any of the top five guys in the lineup are fine. Uh, Washington, I like Soto and Adams again. Um, I think Eaton's in play, but Soto and Adams are really the two guys that I'm looking at here for Washington. Yeah, Soto, Adams, and Rendon, who can, um, like we said yesterday, Arietta's a ground ball guy versus righties, but Rendon has a big fly ball rate, so I wouldn't mind him. Um, that it? 
Yeah, that's that's pretty much. It. I mean, go with Turner, but no one really, no one else really stands out. Tampa Bay, at New York, ten total. Ryan Yarbrough against Jay Happ. Um, man, man, oh man, Tanaka pitched a really good game against Tampa on Monday. Uh, any interest here in Ryan Yarbrough? No, no. I mean, what to going up against New York is not great news for them, especially with Encarnacion back in this lineup. Is Stanton going to be back tomorrow? Stanton is supposed to be activated. All right. Well, that's that, Encarnacion and Stanton in this lineup now could be big trouble for a lot of people. So I'm going to wait and see when it comes to playing pitchers against them. And so Yarba's a definite no. Yeah, I'm going to pass as well. Um, LeMahieu, Voigt, Hicks, Stanton, Sanchez, E5. Like, yeah, that's not the top six that I want to face if I'm a left-handed pitcher. I'll be honest. Uh, Jay Happ on the other side of this game, you know, this Tampa team does strike out a bunch uh, against left-handed pitching. They have really struggled with lefties this season. Happ is not like a big-time strikeout guy. Do we have interest, or is this a spot we just stay away from the bat or pitchers and play some bats? I mean, Happ's just not the same guy he was last year. Tampa Bay struggled greatly versus left-handed pitching, and it's interesting. Happ's shown a bit reverse splits this year, and I can't quite figure out why. It looks like his slider just isn't as great as it has been uh, last year, and he's had a little bit more trouble with it. So I'm not fully buying into the reverse splits, but maybe he's a little bit more splits neutral than he was in the past. In any case, that's not nearly as bad for lefties as a good lefty would be, so I'm out on hat. Yep, I don't think I'm going to play him either. I've played some bad lefties against Tampa this season, but mostly in Tampa. I'm not going to do it in Yankee Stadium. Uh, looking at the bats here for Tampa, I don't mind um, Tommy Pham, 4,700. Garcia is probably my favorite Tampa bat at 4,500. Um, what do you like here for Tampa? So I generally like to target lefties with extreme fly balls. I'm um, going up against Hap. It's not really Meadows. It's not really Choi. That's not really Wendell. It's not really Lau if he makes the lineup. So it would mostly just be Diaz, Pham, and Garcia would be the three guys. And maybe Adamas if you really want to add a fourth into this. All of them at high hard hit rates. Hap, 40% hard hit rate to righties this year, near 50% fly ball rate. There's upside with all of them. They can all hit the ball at ballpark. So it would really just be those power righties for me. Maybe Darno if if you need to round it out with a catcher. Yeah, I certainly like Darno if, um, if he's catching. His price is... 3500 and we're not getting that 2k price tag anymore but you know he's 10 for his last 31 with three home runs in that span so uh certainly like him against lefty hap you know 49 percent fly ball rate 42.2 percent hard hit rate against righties this season uh yankees bats against yarbrough yarbrough has done a great job this season you know limiting the power 144 iso against righties hit distance 158 um low walk rate Decent ground ball rates. Um, does that bother you or worry you at all here with his cutter-sinker combo? I mean, it worries me a little bit in the fact that um, anyone, like Tampa Bay's pretty much all their pitching is a lot better than people realize. Uh, but this lineup is just dirty now. Um, great bats all the way up and down. I think you have to have interest in some Yankees bats every single slate. I'm guessing they're going to be moderately chalky because of the matchup. I I will use them. I'm not going out of my way to use them, I don't think. Yeah, and Judge is supposed to be back soon, too. I think I read a report later this week. So that lineup is going to be uh, pretty stacked here very, very soon. 
Uh, we got the Angels. We got the Blue Jays. Nine and a half total. Tyler Skaggs, Marcus Stroman. The Angels did not disappoint on Monday. Um, any interest here in Skaggs? A very small amount. I mean, honestly, his price tag isn't great enough for me to really want to play him. There's three guys right above him that are better plays, and I think you get the same upside with Corbin. So, guy that gives up a whole lot of hard contact and a fairly good hitting ballpark. I, I think I'm just going to say no, even though Toronto can get beat up by virtually any pitcher for some reason. Yeah, and, you know, they're a team that has struggled with left-handed pitching um, this season. You know, they have six guys in this lineup with strikeout rates over 22%. So I don't think Skaggs is a terrible play. Um, I don't know if Heaney's going to pitch in this series or not. I don't know the last time he pitched. But, like, I, I would like Heaney more than I would like Skaggs if, like, this was the same matchup. But I'm not ruling Skaggs out, but I probably don't end up on, on him at all um, because there's – couple guys above him that I like and a couple guys below him that I don't mind. So um, any interest here in, in Marcus Stroman? No, LA doesn't strike out a high clip. Stroman doesn't strike out guys at a high clip. He could potentially limit damage, but this LA team is good and it's a bad hit pitcher's ballpark. I'm, I'm just going to fade Stroman completely. Yeah, I'm probably going to fade him too. Um, don't think it's necessarily the worst spot for him. You know, I just don't think he has any upside. Um, massive ground ball facing a, a pretty ground ball heavy team. So, um, man, Grant, my expert survey hot take yesterday on Monday was Justin Umpton is going to homer and hit three and have three hits in his first game. I missed it by a hit. Um, it was close. You but... suck. Do better at your job. I know. <laughs> um, he was pretty. He he was he was pretty highly owned on DraftKings. Um, Angels bats. What are we looking at here against Stroman? I mean, I generally don't target bats against Stroman, but Otani, not a bad bat. Trout, not a bad bat. And I don't mind Upton or Calhoun. Is Upton's price still super low right now? I forgot to check it. Yep. All right, that's that's too low. I mean, Stroman's been good versus righties, but he's not great. And the Toronto bullpen's not good, and the ballpark's good, and Upton's better than a 3.9K guy. Honestly, same thing as yesterday. The outfielders are all good plays over in Toronto. And you can use Lestelle if you really want to. Stroman struggled a little bit more versus lefties and righties. But I don't really stack too much against Stroman. It'd really be relying on Babip and home run to fly ball variants to get him and then that bullpen to get destroyed. So I, I'd mostly just go with Calhoun, Upton, Otani, and Trout. Yeah, those are the guys I'm looking at. Uh, do we keep playing Justin Bohr on Fandle at two min salary? I mean, Stroman has a very very low uh, K rate versus lefties, which helps Bohr out a ton. And Bohr is a pretty big fly ball guy. We obviously know he has power. So I don't hate it over on FanDuel at all at minimum price. Yeah, I, I think like in cash you play him, maybe you fade him in tournaments. But 2K where you could play two first basemen if you want to, it's really hard to pass up just taking a guy at 2K. Um, Toronto Bats, anything that you like here against Skaggs? I mean, the only one that I actually like is going to be Vlad. Um, outside of him, I mean, Skaggs is a big, hard contact fly ball guy. More fly balls to lefties, more hard contact to righties. So Vlad, Guriel's fine. Um, Grichik is fine. Tioscar might not play today. He went out with an injury yesterday, so who knows what they're going to do with the lineup. But Vlad's the only guy I'd be targeting. Guriel and Grichik, I'd be fine with throwing in his last piece. 
It'd be interesting to see who they play in the outfield if um, Hernandez can't go. I don't know who they have called up. Um, I don't know if Jonathan Davis is there or not. I'm pretty sure he got options. So it'd be interesting to see who um, they play in the outfield if Hernandez can't play. But yeah, pretty much the same guys. Uh, Gary L, uh, Vlad, really the two guys that I'd be looking at for Toronto. Houston at Cincinnati. We got Justin Verlander against Anthony Desclafani. Uh, Verlander's a 162 favorite here. Uh, highest price pitcher on the slate. But at this point of the season, like, you almost know what you're getting from Verlander. Like, he's just in top-notch form. He's pitching phenomenal. He's averaging 27 fantasy points per game. Over the last 10, he has, what, I think six games over 30. Um, you know what you're getting when it comes to Justin Verlander. Yeah, no, he's going to go late to the game. He has an elite strikeout rate, has a monstrous strikeout rate to lefties. He's going to give up a home run or two, but he's good all around, and he can go deep enough into games where that really doesn't matter. I mean, we saw in the last start, or maybe two starts ago, versus Milwaukee, where had 14 Ks but gave up three home runs. That's fine. I mean, that's not a problem at all. There's a good matchup for him, or decent enough matchup for him. There's strikeouts here. I'd like to see more lefties in the lineup. That would be great. Um, but even, I think, whatever lineup they roll out, Verlander's a top raw points option on the slate. A little tough to pay up for, but if you're pairing him with Keller, it's it's not going to be that tough to do, and that's going to be my strategy a little bit. A lot of reason why I like Keller so much. Yeah, um, definitely like Verlander for cash games. Uh, don't hate him for tournaments. Um, yeah, he's just he's phenomenal. The only thing a little like a little concerning here. It's not like I I'm just saying this because it's a little concerning. He has been giving up a lot of fly balls with a lot of hard contact. And this ballpark being one of the smallest ballparks in baseball, it, that's like one thing that concerns me here at Verlander. Like, you know, does he give up a couple home runs? But I think he strikes out enough to make up for it. So I'm not like super concerned. Plus, he should get some run support here facing Anthony Descalfani. Any interest in him? And uh, nope, there's enough lefties in this lineup where it's a no go for me. Any of the righties in the lineup, but Guriel, Bregman do not strike out at a high clip. So I, I no way I'm playing Descalfani here. Uh, Houston bats. How many home runs does Alvarez hit? Like how, I guess it depends on how many innings Descafani pitches, right? I mean, I guess it really just depends on how many at bats he plays. Uh, if he gets a fifth one, then he'll probably get five home runs. Has anyone ever hit five home runs before? I know a lot of people have done four. I don't think anyone's ever gone five. Nope. Just four. Well, Alvarez is going to do it tomorrow. Um, he's one of my favorite plays on the entire slate. Brantley, I'm a big fan of. Um, Descalfani, we know 400 Woba to lefties, 292 ISO. So Brantley, Alvarez, Reddick, all very good plays here. Reddick, obviously the least good, but, but Brantley and Alvarez are incredible plays tomorrow. They may be chalky. I will absolutely eat the chalk with Alvarez, and Brantley's price of 4,500 is a little bit too cheap considering the matchup. He is a little too cheap. Uh, certainly do agree with that. I, I like the price tag for Brantley. I think he's a guy you're certainly looking at um, for cash games here. Uh, love Alvarez. I think he has a ton of upside in the spot against Descafani, who <laughs> gives up a lot of fly balls and hard contact. Is there any Reds bats that you'd play here against Verlander? No. I mean, Dietrich can maybe take him out of the yard. He's probably going to give up one home run and most likely going to be 
either Dietrich or Puig, but you don't really want to plan on either of those going up against Verlander. It may happen, but I'm I'm not doing I mean Dietrich has price tag at 3700 I guess isn't the worst option in the world. And I talk myself into Dietrich. That makes one of us. Um <laughs> moving on. Mets, Braves, eight and a half total here. Jacob deGrom against Julio Tehran. Um deGrom's a one twenty eight favorite. Uh any interest here in the GOAT? I do, but honestly, he's in a kind of nebulous uh, price range of 10-3 where I'd want to get up to Verlander or I'd want to go down to Woodruff. I'll play a bit of him. I think the weather's supposed to be pretty hot in Atlanta tomorrow. I'm going to double check right here. Yeah, it's supposed to be 80 degrees there. He's an all right play. If I can't get up to Verlander and I don't want to just leave a grand on the board, I'll play him, but he's not a guy that I'm targeting. He's a very good pitcher, but Atlanta, a very good team, low K rate, high walk rate, just all around solid. So I'm I'm probably not going to play too much of him. Plus, DeGrom hasn't been great versus lefties, and he's going to be facing Freeman, Albies, McCann, Marquez, because he's going to have four of them. So I'm, I'm probably going to end up with very few shares of DeGrom. Yeah, I certainly don't mind the price tag, and I'm not too concerned about the heat. Like, it's not in the 90s, but it is hot in the 80s. Uh, he's a Florida boy, so he definitely knows how to pitch in the heat. Um, yeah, I, I certainly worry about a couple of these bats being really hot, but the thing that I think concerns me the most is just the Braves are not striking out a ton. They're under 20% for their projected starting lineup against Ryan at pitching this season. So, And that's with two, three guys over 25%, so really just three guys striking out a bunch and everybody else not striking out hardly any. So I like the price for DeGrom. I think if I play multiple tournament teams, I probably have a share. Um, but I think there are really good options today, and it's it's tough. It's tough to play DeGrom here. Um, any interest in Julio Tehran? At 9-5, not a chance. <laughs> the price is a little little, um, little high. Uh, certainly agree with that. And He's a little cheaper on Fandle, but 8200 still seems like quite a bit. Um, Let's start with the bats here. Anything on the Mets side that you like? Honestly, don't hate Ramos. Tehran gets real wild with lefties, and he's going to have Conforto, Cano, and McNeil all in front of him. Um, decent chance one or two of them ends up on base, so Ramos is going to be hitting with guys on base. Tehran just, like, he gives up enough fly balls and hard contact, and the weather's going to be hot enough over in Atlanta. Ramos is a low enough strikeout rate guy. He's going to put, easily put the ball in the air against him and hit the ball out of the park. I don't mind Alonzo. I don't mind Ramos. And honestly, don't hate any of the lefties when you consider how hot it's going to be. I don't mind a mini or a full Mets stack tomorrow. I don't think it's going to go heavily owned. And this Atlanta bullpen isn't great. Yeah, and I love the price on Robinson Cano. He's certainly going to be probably my cash game second baseman on DraftKings at 3100 Um Can you say that every day this entire season he's played? I know, like, it, but it's true. Like, it, even if you would have played him today against Sorka, like, he hit a home run. Um, and he came back from the DL or IL against St. Louis on Sunday and had a double. Like, give me nine points at 3100 and I'm perfectly happy with that at second base. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, Braves bats against Degrom. Do, dare we? Dare we do this? Um, stacked them against Wheeler yesterday. Worked out quite well. Um, any interest here against stacking them against Degrom? 
I mean, in super large field tournaments, I could see DeGrom being moderately chalky. So, yeah, you can. The weather is hot enough. Um, anything can happen. DeGrom's been beat up a few times this season. But, I'm, I mean, I'm not. I'm not going out of my way for any of these Atlanta bats. And unless the tournament's real big with a top heavy payout, I probably won't go there at all. Yeah. And it's um, a 15 game slate. Uh, moving yeah. on, we got the Chicago White Sox versus Chicago Cubs at Wrigley. Ivan Nova, Cole Hamels. Uh, no total on this one, but it doesn't look like the wind's going to play any factor. It's not projected to be anything crazy. Um, any interest here in Ivan Nova? I have sworn off playing him the rest of my DFS career. If he has a resurgence, not going to matter to me. Uh, any interest in Cole Hamels? A little bit. I mean, obviously, the White Sox have some Ks in their lineup, and Cole Hamels has been great recently. But He's so expensive. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's basically it. And he is a guy that can give up a moderate amount of hard contact righties. And there's a lot of, lot of hard-hitting righties in this lineup. I mean, Abreu leads the league in barrels. Jimenez is starting to come on into his own. McCann's been mashing lefties. Hey, Cardi, all season long. Um, I probably am, am not going to get to Hamels in any of my lineups. I think if you play Hamels, it's on Fandle. He's 8,600 over there. He's kind of in that like mid-tier range. I think that's where I'd probably take a shot on Hamels. Um I don't know if I could pay 10-5 for Cole Hamels on Fandle. I think – or DraftKings. I, I do – think he has some upside in this spot you know he's been pitching really really well recently the strikeouts have been way up the ground balls are back up it's just more of like this price tag um is what is scaring me it had nothing to do with the stats like you know we play in a salary cap like we have to build teams and if i'm paying that much i'm probably playing verlander and just you know making it work but I don't think this is a bad spot for Hamels, but I think I play him more on Fandle than DraftKings and Fantasy Draft. Um, any interest in the White Sox bats? Um, a little bit. Like a Bra- it, it's mostly just a Brayu. A Brayu and McCann. I'm fine with both of them. Brayu's been mashing lefties all season long. Still think he leads the league in barrels. Still a very good bat. If it's uh, wind neutral in the park tomorrow, I could see taking him as a one off or McCann as a one off or playing both of them, maybe even Jimenez, but mostly just a Brayu. Um, the Cubs. I certainly don't mind the Cubs here. Schwarber, Bryant, Rizzo, Baez, Cargo, Hayward. If Addison Russell's in there, he's cheap. I don't mind him. Like I certainly don't mind the Cubs against Ivan Nova with the win really not playing like a factor here. Yeah, yeah. No, Nova's terrible. The White Sox bullpen is terrible. Nova doesn't strike out guys. He doesn't get nearly enough ground balls. Gives up a small amount of hard contact, but he's just a bad pitcher. So, yeah, I'm fine with a full stack. Love Rizzo. Like Bryant. Really like Schwarber, Baez, Contreras. Stack them up any way you want. Throw in Russell if you want. Uh, Nova's just bad. Yeah, Schwarber at 44, um, very good price tag on him. So um, certainly certainly like that quite a bit. Um, Cleveland at Texas, 10.5 total here. Zach Plezik against Adrian Sampson. Um, Plezik is a 122 favorite. Uh, any interest in him? I mean, I kind of want to. He's been decent recently. Um, but I don't think I want to pay his price for him, especially in – very, very good hitting conditions in Texas. So now I'm going to pass. 
Yeah, 90 to 1 degrees, best hitting conditions. Well, second best hitting conditions on the slate. Um, so, yeah, this is a really, really good spot for um, the hitters. Adrian Sampson on the other side. He's been a guy that's been, you know, really good or really bad this season. <laughs> I mean, that's generally what we want for tournaments. And it's interesting. He, he's a bit, bit reverse splits. He relies a whole lot on his changeup. Like sinker ball guy can get some ground balls. I'd think about it if it weren't for being in Texas and the weather. Yeah, this is a spot that I'm going to load up on some bets. Um, I just, Samson, you know, we look at his hard hit rate 45.7%, um, 48 to lefties, 44 to righties, hard to soft contact ratio over 31% on both sides of the plate. The ISO really high on both sides of the plate. Hit distance is pretty high. I think Cleveland's a fine team here. Lindor, Santana. Um, guessing Kipnis is probably still 3,200. Really 3,200. It's, it's silly to me. And he got um, a barrel today, and then, of course, it was an out. I was, how does that happen in Texas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will say, though, um, I think that I, I didn't play him. I, I talked about it on the Grinders Live. I, I paid up for Muncie to be contrarian, and obviously it worked out, but um yeah 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 he's good and he's too cheap he's due for some positive regression same thing with for ramirez and then Santana and door both good players um but you can stack this up any way you want it's texas weather cleveland's got some decent bats uh texas bats on the other side i i think we could certainly look at some of these texas bats the lineup was pretty ugly um on monday we'll have to see what the lineup looks like but you know, we look at Plezic, 258 ISO to lefties, 246 ISO to righties. Strikeout rate's a lot higher to righties, uh, and the walk rate's a lot lower to righties. So, uh, you know, he's a guy that I don't mind targeting some bats here, but I don't know if I necessarily stack. Uh, Calhoun's supposed to be back for this game is what I read earlier today. He's supposed to get activated for this game. Yeah, um, honestly, I'm just going with the lefties. Looking at Plezic's stuff. He's got some pretty extreme splits so far this season, looking into everything. His changeup's not great. It's just all right. His curveball is all right. He has a good slider, um, so it's real good versus righties. So I'm just playing on going with guys like Odor, guys like Calhoun, guys like Chu. Um, any of the lefties in this lineup that have some power are fine because he hasn't been great versus lefties. He has been getting some soft contact and some ground balls, but it's only 35 plate appearance sample size, so... Very easily could go up by quite a bit. Um. So, in other words, play that. Play the bats in this game. That's play, the, play, play the lefty bats, and you can play the ready bats. Uh, Boston at Minnesota. David Price, Michael Pineda, ten total. Pick them. Pick them game. Um, Porcello and Barrios pitched gems on Monday. Any interest here in David Price? Can you can you talk about him first? Because I'm still angry about last week when people talked me on to him. Yeah, I don't want to talk about. It. I'm I'm angry about that too. Um, don't you worry. You know, ton of David Price last week in that start, and we have to have a short memory. But uh, on the flip side of having a short memory, he's facing a team that's just so good, and they they have enough right-handed bats that I. I I don't think I pull the trigger unless 
it's like Kepler and Rosario. Like they leave all the lefties in there um, would be the only way that I think I'd pull the trigger on Price. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm just I'm just stone cold gonna X button him. Yeah, it has nothing to do with his last start for me. This game has a ten total, and I, I think that you know this is a spot Minnesota is going to score some runs, especially after not really doing much on Monday. Um, any interest in Pineda? No. No, Boston's a good team. Pineda's a medium or probably below average pitcher. He's really struggled versus righties so far this year, and there's some very good righties in this lineup. So, no Pineda for me. Yeah, what what do you mean? You, he likes to put pine tar on his uh, neck when he's facing Boston, so he could go out here and throw a monster gem. So, watch out for mm -hmm. that. All joking aside, um, let's talk some bats here. Like this seems like a really good spot for Mookie, really good spot for JD, really good spot for Xander. Am I missing somebody here? Chavez, if he gets a decent lineup spot, but yeah, it's it's Mookie, it's JD are both two of the top plays on the slate. Um, it's just that simple. They are very good hitters, and Nada's really struggled versus Reddies, and Betts is a bit too cheap at fifty one hundred, and realistically, JD's probably a little too cheap too. Yeah, um, JD at 51, Xander at 49. Like, you're paying up for Boston. Um, you're not getting any of these guys really cheap. Mookie's 48. Is, I like that. Same price as Alvarez. I don't know if Mookie can outscore Alvarez today. I mean, can Challenge Mookie get five home runs? I don't know. We're going to have to see. Seeing that nobody's done that before, I, I don't think anybody's going to do that. Who knows? It is Major League it's Baseball. It's a new age of baseball. Right. It's eventually going to happen, you would think. But I don't know. Like, if a guy hits four home runs in a game and he comes up against again, like, do you pitch to him? Like, you don't want to be the person that, like, gives up or something that's never been done before, right? Uh, generally not. Uh, I mean, like, you'll pitch to him, but you'll probably leave it down in a way every single time so that at worst he will not get a home run. Or at best he will not get a home run. Yeah, I'm that dude that would intentionally walk him. Like, you get first base. See ya. Uh, Minnesota, <laughs> Minnesota bats. What are we looking at here for Minnesota? I mean, it's a little bit tough versus versus Price. Um, it's not a great matchup in big field tournaments. I don't mind targeting the power righties. So Garver, if he's in the lineup, Cruz, Crone, Sano. Um, but I'm like Minnesota's always in play every single day. But I'm not going to stack them. I'll stack them up in big field tournaments, and that's about it. Yeah, I think Cruz is probably my favorite. Don't hate Crone. Those would probably be the only two guys that I end up here um, playing. Miami at St. Louis. Jordan Yamamoto against uh, Jack Flaherty. Flaherty's a minus 215 favorite. Um, any interest here in Yamamoto? I don't think so. I mean, St. Louis hasn't been great recently. Um but Yamamoto, we don't know exactly what he is, and he's priced like a good prospect. Uh, he did just play them, so this is the first team to see him in the bigs, and they're also going to be the second team to see him in the bigs. So I, I Yamamoto may be good, but there's a decent chance that St. Louis figures him. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. 
Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Out today. Yeah, it's not like he had a ton of strikeouts in the first game he faced them. He just... He just pitched really decent, um, you know, gave up fly balls and, you know, does this game being in St. Louis affect those fly balls maybe more than Miami? Sure. Um, I think that he might get some ownership here after putting up 26.8. Uh, played Hernandez yesterday against the Cardinals on a, couple, on, a, on a tournament team on FanDuel. I'm not saying that I hate this guy, um, but I'm not saying that I love him either. You know, that, that's just kind of where I'm at. Like, he doesn't grade out as like a massive strikeout guy. He does have a really good curveball. Um, his breaking stuff is really solid, but like he had a 10.1% swinging strike rate and a 23.7% K rate in double A. Um, so he pitched really good. I-, I will give him that. Like he pitched really good in that game, but he had a 53% hard hit rate in, in that game against St. Louis. And like I said, does that translate into a, a much worse start here? Um, it, Grant, when you have a guy that had obviously zero earned runs allowed, but his Sierra was almost five, you get concerned, uh, especially that he got a price increase. Yeah, yeah, no, and I mean, if you told me that, I'd be like, oh gosh, that's that's bad. But when you tell me it was in Miami, I'm like, oh yeah, that's not surprising. Uh, he's not in Miami today. It's just there's no reason to go with him. It's that simple. Uh, Flaherty on the other side of this game, um, he's been struggling a lot this year. Um, when he faced his teams with left-handed power bats, they just beat him up. Well, good thing for him, Miami does not have left-handed power bats. Uh, we saw Miles Mikolas back bounce back after a bad game in Miami uh, against the same team. Flaherty is one of my favorite pitchers on this slate, Grant. 32.1% strikeout rate against righties. 6% hard to soft contact ratio against righties, 130 ISO, 275 WOBA, X, average exit velocity. This guy's just really, really, really good um, against righties. A little bit higher priced than he has been recently. Um, but well, he's been incredibly underpriced recently. That is true. Um, but yeah, I think Flaherty's probably going to be one of my highest known pitchers on this slate. I mean, the only reason to fade him is ownership. His price is high enough where if he's going to get the same ownership he did last time, which I don't, I could see happening. Uh, he's not quite as underpriced, but it's a better matchup here. He could see 40% ownership here. If he does, then like he's still my top guy in terms of point per dollar, but that you can, you can realistically fade him and be all right. But as of right now, if ownership's not too high, I might just go all in on him. Yeah, that's kind of how I'm thinking too. I think like I'll end up with more of him than less of him. Um, just really, really like this spot. I like we have we're gonna talk about it. It's coming up, but I really like the the Flaherty Woodruff combo and Cash. Um, if you're not going Verlander, so we'll talk about Woodruff when we get there. It's just something that like I, I do think is interesting on the slate. Um, I have zero interest in the Marlins bats. I am right there with you. I do think St. Louis is interesting for everything that we've said um, about Yamamoto, uh, you know, his, his second start against this team, the five Sierra, the hard hit rate being 53%, um, more fly ball guy, 47% fly balls in that Miami game. Like, is this a spot we like sneakily stack St. Louis um, and hope that everything that happened in the first game just 
kind of pans out to be the right play here in the second game? I don't think it's sneaky. Um, I'm not going to be surprised if St. Louis is one of the better sacks on the slate. He, Yamamoto's making a second start against the same team. We all know that that's bad. It's especially bad this early in your career. Um, all the St. Louis bats are a little bit underpriced. Carp's 3,800. Goldsmith, I know he's been terrible. He's still 3,800. DeJong's 4,300. Ozuna's not that bad. Fowler's all right. Molina's a great way to round out your stack with a catcher. I wouldn't be surprised if they have some ownership. If they're going to go unowned, then I'm all for them. They have over a five implied total, so I just don't see that happening. But I'll play them regardless. I think recency bias keeps them their ownership down for what it's worth. Yeah, some people just need to learn to forget. Live and forget. Uh, Colorado at Arizona. 10 total. Antonio Sensatella against Merrill Kelly. Um, any interest here in Sensatella? No. Yeah, I, I will say like he's a, a massive fastball guy, and this is not one of the best fastball-hitting teams in baseball, but his fastball is just not very good. Um, Merrill Kelly... I stack against him every time. I'm not playing him. Yeah, I do too. And it always ends up, always ends not up hurting me. Not yeah. working yet. I will tell you, I will have at least one Colorado stack here. Um, I think this is going to be the best hitting conditions on the slate. The roof is open in Arizona for this game. It should be one of the best hitting conditions on the slate. Um, with it being so hot out in Arizona, I know it's more of a dry heat, but man, this is just a spot that, I really hope this is the the time I finally get my 15 runs against Merrill Kelly game. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, I, I think I'm only doing one stack of Colorado, but that's just because Kelly's killed me so many times before for no apparent reason. It's been terrible. Uh, but yeah, this matches up is a great matchup here. Kelly, like not good to either side of the plate, not a big ground ball guy, gives up hard contact doesn't strike out a whole lot of guys. And this Colorado team has power versus righties and lefties, but they have a lot of lefty bats here, and Kelly's only striking him out at a 15% clip here. You look at his numbers, and he's been better in terms of limiting power versus lefties, but he's still giving a 39.8% hard contact rate, so I don't see that continuing that much. And he's giving up a 26% line drive rate. So, I mean, there's no reason. It, it's just... He's getting lucky. That's it. So Dahl, Blackman, Arenado, Story, Murphy, Tapia, McMahon are all fine plays, but start off with the top four guys and then move, go from there. Top five. I, I would throw Murphy. Like that, that's probably the stack that I'll do. I'll probably do the top five guys. Um yep. Arizona, they could be a team we could potentially look at too, right? Like this game stack is interesting. Escobar, Peralta, Marte, um, even Jones and Walker are all really interesting against a guy that doesn't strike people out and just throws a ton of fastballs. I mean, with the roof open, yeah, Arizona's definitely in place since it tells horrible. Um, the Rockies, they did get a day of rest, but I mean, I guess their bullpen's probably rest enough. They did have a whole lot of, whole lot of work over the weekend with the Padres. Um, but yeah, I mean, Marte, Peralta, Jones, Dyson, even Dyson, and Escobar, Walker, all of them have power, and Crone makes the lineup. He's fantastic, too. Uh, yeah, this is a full stack. They have over a five implied run total here, one of the highest on the slate. I will I will stack them up. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think I, 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 like, I like this game. This is going to be one of those games that 
I hope on a 15-game slate, people kind of just overlook. I don't think it will happen, but I, I'm hoping that it happens. Um, Baltimore at Oakland. Uh, Noah against Anderson, nine total. Anderson's a 235 favorite here at home. Uh, any interest in uh, Noah? No. I think that's where I'm at, too. I don't think I will end up playing him. Um Anderson on the other side is a massive favorite. Any interest here against Baltimore? No, he just doesn't have strikeout upside. And get this uh, Baltimore lineup strikes out at a huge clip. But Anderson's just someone that, I mean, he's 6'2". I'd rather go up to 6'9 with Kelly and get some upside there. I'd rather go down or go to Homer Bailey and get some upside there. There's just really not huge upside outside of like a complete game shutout for Anderson. So I'm not going to play him. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to play him either. Looking at the Baltimore bats. Um, I, I do always like Alberto, um, Alberto and, um, Nunez against left-handed pitching. Severino too has been really, really good, um, against lefties. If you, if he cracks the lineup here. I mean, the problem is Anderson's a bit reverse splitsy. He's got a decent changeup and a decent curveball, and obviously changeups are better versus this is opposite handedness. He's getting like he's he's doing fairly well versus lefties and righties. Like he's not giving up a ton of fly balls to either side. He's playing over in Oakland. I don't know. I don't know. I just I don't I don't think I'm gonna play any Baltimore guys. Fair enough. Um, any Oakland bats that you like here against Noah? Chris Davis is fine. Chapman's fine. Olson's fine. They're going to draw some ownership. I don't know if I need to play any of them. It's strictly just Davis at 4K. The price stands out, but you know, is not a bad pitcher or not as bad as people think. The Baltimore bullpen is bad, but it's being played over in Oakland. They have over a five implied run total, so people are going to play him. I don't. I, I think I'm just going to fade him outside of Davis. Yeah, Oakland was kind of disappointing um, against Kashner yesterday. Um, you know, I really like Chapman. I really like Davis in that game, and they both were pretty disappointing. Um, I don't mind going back to the well here and uh, looking at both these guys. I think they're both in play. Um, moving on, we got the Brew Crew against San Diego. We got Brandon Woodruff against Logan Allen. Um, any interest here in Woodruff? Yeah, he might be my favorite pitcher on the slate. Uh, 9,300, too cheap for him considering up who he's going up against. There is so much strikeouts versus hard-throwing righties in this lineup here. I mean, just going all the way up and down the list. They have power, but they have huge strikeout upside. 26.4% projected K rate in the projected lineup, plus the pitcher. Woodruff striking out guys at a near 30% clip. Limits hard contact to righties. Limit his ISO is all the way down at 0.081 versus right hand righties. So yeah, I love Woodruff. The upside is not quite as much as Verlander, but moderately close considering the matchup here. I I'm fine with the lock button on Woodruff if you really want to. Yeah, he's one of my favorite pitchers, too. Um, like I said, I really if you're not playing Verlander, I like the Flaherty Woodruff combo um quite a bit here probably going to use that combo quite a bit um in tournaments as well on the other side of this game we get logan allen um did you know he was one of the ones that was involved in the 
Kimbrel um, Red Sox trade. And this would be his major league debut. Um, one of the top pitching prospects in the San Diego organization has not been great um, in AAA this season. His ERA has been, has been great, but his XFIP suggests differently. Does have some strikeout upside. Do we have any interest here in Logan Allen? Uh, I don't. I don't know, honestly. Um, there's just so many other options on this slate. I don't know if I can really get to him. His price tag, what was this? Yeah, his price tag of 7,700. is kind of in no man's land. Do I want to play him? I'd rather go up to, uh, or rather go down to Kelly. I'd rather go up to Corbin, but like he's just kind of there with Hat, Pineda, Arietta, Sampson, Plesek, Kelly. I don't want to play any of those guys. So because of his price tag, he's in play, but it's strictly if I can't make a slight change in my lineup to get up or down to a different pitcher. Yeah, I don't know. I, I By the way, it was his ERA is really high this season. It was last year that was really low. You know, you look at it and you look at the game log for him and he doesn't typically like go out and dominate games like he's had one really dominant game this season but he really hasn't like gone out and he doesn't really necessarily pitch after the six so i think there's a lot of question marks with him uh, obviously like the padres organization their their prospects are good um and the fact that he's like fifth in their organization as far as prospects uh third third or fourth highest pitcher i think is where he ends up but you know i just it's really just not a great matchup. Um, I know Luke C pitched really well against the Brewers um, on Monday, and obviously that can happen here for him. I just I trust Luke C more than I do um, with one of the cheaper guys making his debut. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, any interest in the Brewers' bats? Yelich is one off outside of him. No, just I'm. It's in Petco. Allen's decent enough prospect but san diego also has a very good bullpen so yeah it, it's yelich as a one-off and that's it i'm probably not gonna play any bats from this game just the whole game in general yeah maybe, i'm right there with you maybe like ryan braun or um grandall but that's really it yep giants and dodgers sean anderson clayton kershaw um eight total here sean anderson any interest in him not against the dodgers no yeah, um, not a guy with a massive strikeout rate, um, especially against lefties. 30, 13.3%, 41% hard hit rate against lefties this season. So might have some struggles here with a Dodgers team that's very left-handed heavy. Um, what are we doing with Kershaw facing the Giants? I'm not using him. Um, we never know what his leash is. San Francisco, not a high K-rate team versus lefties. There's only three guys over 20%. Most of them are right around single digits. Don't see a bunch of upside here. He may be able to limit damage, but um, just a no for me. Yeah, I don't think I can pull the trigger on Kershaw today. It's more price than anything else. 11 2. Um, he faced this team recently, too, and like he was pretty popular in that start, and he put up 15.6. Like, I just don't know if he has the upside at 11-2 to outperform like guys like Verlander, and that's the kind of price range that he's in. Like, get it, Verlander's 
But I actually think that I would take a shot on Cole Hamill's upside before I would play Curtin, Clayton Kershaw today. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't outscored 26, or I guess, I'm sorry, scored outscored 26 once against a very weak Pittsburgh team when I think they were injured at the beginning of the season. And outside that, yet he just hasn't shown upside. So there's no reason to play him. Um, Let's talk bats. Uh, just because I'm not playing Kershaw doesn't mean I'm going to get crazy and play Giants bats here. Yeah, you can go Austin if you really want to, but Kershaw's not a big home run guy, so probably crossing out uh, yeah, Giants bats. Um, I do like the Dodgers here. You know, they've been pretty disappointing recently and lately, but I, I like the power bats here. Bellinger, Muncie, Peterson's been really struggling, but he's facing a guy that doesn't strike people out. Maybe this is the spot that like he gets it going. Uh, Jock, Bellinger, Muncie would be the three guys I'd be looking at here. Yeah, and I mean, I don't, I don't hate Turner, uh, Anderson. We don't have a huge sample size of of him in the bigs, but he doesn't strike out either of the plate too much. Still gives up enough hard contact in the small amount of info we do have on him to righties. I'm fine with adding Turner to that, but yeah, mostly it's Belly, it's Muncie, it's Peterson. Uh, let's see here. Moving on, last game on the slate, Royals, Mariners, Homer Bailey, and uh, Husey Kukuchi. Nine total, Kukuchi's a 132 favorite. Uh, any interest here in Homer Bailey? Yep, Mariners are not good. I know it didn't work out well for Duffy, but if you need to save money, then Homer Bailey is right there with Kelly or Keller as the second best option. I mean, he's got a good enough K rate. He gives up a ton of hard contact. And this team just doesn't really hit the whole ball hard um, outside of guys like Vogelbach and Seeger and Beckham and Santana to an extent. There's not that much upside in this lineup. The K rates are huge. There's a lot of lefties in there. And with Homer Bailey adding his splitter to his repertoire, a lot better at striking out lefties than he is righties. I don't hate I mean, he's still versus lefties on the season. He has a 41% whiff rate on his splitter. He can knock these guys down pretty quickly. The power is not nearly as much to worry about over in Seattle as it is some other ballparks. Yeah, I hate it. I like Bailey, and I'm not happy about that. Huh. Uh, this like Revisit all the way back to Keller. I, I like Keller a lot more than I originally did. Um, a lot more now. I do think Bailey is interesting here just because this team strikes out so much, and really worried about like two guys. Um, so I think Bailey is okay. It's just more of a price thing. Kikuchi's really cheap. Do you have any interest in him? I mean, very, very little. It's, it's strictly on teams where I can't get the extra thousand, 1400 more to Bailey and Keller. Um, he's just too cheap. And this Royals lineup has a bunch of strikeouts versus lefties. Uh, just a bunch of strikeouts overall. And they're not a great lineup. The bottom of it's terrible. Kuchi hasn't really shown much upside outside of one or two starts, but the price is right. It's it's that simple. It's a strictly a price play, um, but he is in play. Yeah, um, I don't hate it. Don't love it. I, I do think he's a little in play here just because of how bad this team. Like, these two teams stink. Um, Royals, Bats, anything here? Um, wit. Maybe Mondesi, but probably just Wit. Yeah, Witt, Solar, Solaire, and Bonificio would be the three guys that I'd look at. 
but it's really wit. It's really Mondesi, probably. Um, Soler continues to have like massive power, and Kikuchi doesn't have like a big strikeout rate, so maybe Soler is interesting. Um, just as like a one-off power play. Um, as far as Seattle goes, like even if I'm playing Bailey, I do not hate playing Vogelbach. Um, a guy with a 300 ISO versus a righty that gives up a 43% hard contact rate. Yeah, I'm fine with Vogelbach. I'm all right with Santana. I'm all right with Seeger, but really, it's just Vogelbaum. Yeah, that's it's insane. Like you're worried about like two guys. You're worried about like Malik Smith getting on base and stealing bases, and you're worried about Vogelbach hitting home runs. Um, you know that that's really what you're worried about when you're looking at it. Um, yeah, man, it's always nice when your punt catcher hits a home run. Yeah, I can't believe that. It just him and Mathis are two guys that you know I'm going to play almost every single time because of their price, but. Never expect them to hit a bomb. Yeah, I was like losing money on DK, and now I'm winning like 400 bucks. So <laughs> nice, proud of you. <laughs> Gotta love it. Cash game catcher Molinado. Um, I'm telling you guys, I punt catcher more than anybody. Anyway, let's play the whole morning grind game, and then we're gonna get out of here. Um, under 8k to get six more strikeouts. Who do you got? I'm going Keller. All right. I think I took Hernandez for this yesterday. I'm pretty sure he got um, he got there. Could be wrong. Um, let's see. I'm going to take under 8K. Give me kind of man. I don't like any of these guys. Um, give me Homer Bailey. I guess. Add a kid. That's how much I like the 7K guys. Um, Grant, give me a guy over 8K to score under 15. Tehran. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, let's see. Over 8K. Um, uh, let's go Yamamoto. Let's oh, like cheating. Uh, let's see here. Um, over 4K to hit a home run. You mean hit five home runs with Alvarez? I should have just wrote it down. I know you're going to take it. <laughs> of course I was. Uh, took Muncie yesterday, homered. Give me Schwarber to homer today. Sheet from yesterday is in front of me. I was looking at it. Uh, under 4K to get two hits. Um, Ramirez. I'm going to take Matt Carpenter. Kind of go along with um, my Yamamoto pick. Greg, give me a stack to score six or more runs. I didn't prepare for this. I was looking at who I actually picked yesterday. Um, stack to score six or more runs. Do you have one in mind already? I have a couple in mind, to be honest. Um, I was trying to figure out which one. Give me. I'm going to take the Cardinals. I'm just going to yeah. play on my Cardinals, love. There isn't really a real chalk stack outside of maybe the Indians tomorrow. So I'm, I'm just going to go with, we're going to go with the Rockies. They, they should go under the radar a bit. And Kelly's yeah, going to disappoint me again. Arizona, Colorado, St. Louis were the guys that I was looking at. Boston against Pineda, that Texas game. Like that, those are the games that are probably standing out to most. Uh, Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Play Alvarez. 
on that note, we're going to get out of here. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Hope everyone crushes it. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then. Tickets.